0: Hello, all you cosmic travelers and wanderers. This is Darlene Vandegrift and K. Melissa Waterman, inviting you to join us today in our episode of Expansion From Within, Exploring Multidimensionality.
1: Let me introduce you to my friend and dear colleague, Darlene Vandegrift. She is a lifetime experiencer, a medical intuitive, and a multidimensional mediator for over 35 years. She's also an author, an artist, a teacher, and a mentor for spiritually invested people.
0: NK Melissa Waterman is my friend and colleague, and she's an intuitive mentor, a spiritual teacher. She also works with energy on many levels. In the past, Melissa has worked with Dr. Joe Dispenza on his research team.
1: Join us on our journey of meeting multidimensional beings, exploring what it means to be human, and expanding our spiritual evolution. Welcome to episode 18. Today, we're going to talk about letting go and what's involved and why it's important. Darlene, what do you think? What what does it even mean, letting go?
0: Well, letting go is a big process, I think, for most people. We tend to want to hang on to what's comfortable, what's normal, what we believe is normal, in the hopes of maybe things will change, right? It'll get better. Maybe things will change the person that maybe you need to let go of. You might say, well, you know, he or she'll get it someday or I can fix them or whatever the issue is about why we don't let go. My belief and in working with people is that they're afraid of the emptiness or that they won't have something. The void becomes terrorizing for them. They'd rather stay with what's uncomfortable, then move into what they would think is the unknown and not know how to
1: manage it or control it. Or what if it's worse? I'm thinking of all the people I work with that need to let go of something, right? There's so many different things that a person can hang on to. Sometimes it's thought patterns, it's fears, right? Just fears of the future, fears of the unknown, like an obsessive loop that they're stuck in and letting go goes against the grain of their being that, it's almost like they're sure that something bad will happen if they let go of the worry rather than that they're actually creating something with the worry. Right. I think it's the emptiness
0: that they they feel when they, and then it's the process of how to let go that right. becomes the issue. You know, it's like, okay, I know I need to let go, but you still hang on because you don't know how to totally let it go, be out of your energy field, be out of your mind, be out of whatever that is. And what
1: does that mean to the person? Well, and lots of people who are in grief think that letting go means forgetting someone. If they're they've lost a a loved one, they don't want to let go of the grief because then they're dishonoring the the memory of this person, which isn't true. I think you can let go of your grief and be settled and be in the present moment. I, I think one of the key elements of actually letting go is getting yourself back in the present moment wouldn't you say being present
0: talking about letting go of your loved ones I found that in the grief and the not letting go they have less connection to those that crossed over because it's a fear-based place I can't let go of you because if they truly move out of the attachment to the
1: person then there's more possibilities of connection it would make a whole lot of sense that their frequency would be higher and they could have a real relationship with the other side right and that they're so connected or attached in an unhealthy way to just that incarnation right the figure from Mm -hmm. this incarnation that they don't realize that they may have traveled with this being many lifetimes and had many different situations. So it's a—it's like they're missing a broader view even. Right. And it keeps
0: you stuck, you know, being attached and not doing any process of, of letting go is really a disservice to yourself, as well as if it's a loved one to them, because they can't really connect with you energetically the way that they could if you honored them you know there's processes to let go but to honor them and to be able to appreciate and value who they've been in your life and then open yourself up for i still want a connection with you and if you're available and you haven't moved on or whatever
1: i'm i'm here i remember probably in our first season probably early in our first season you spoke about your son and how you decided to not speak negatively about him and his process. And that was a kind of letting go, wasn't it? Like to make yeah. a commitment, not hold him to the thought form of who you felt he was. That's an, a real element, I think, of of letting go, right? We're not actually keeping people in a position. We're not with our own limited view of their journey, Right. We our attachment may actually hold people in a terrible place. Well, because they have to act what you believe.
0: That becomes the law of attraction, that becomes the intention, that's the bond between the two of you of whoever that is. It's not just the children, it's your husband, it's your wife, it's your partner, it's your friend, it's your co-workers. That if you have an idea, an opinion, a strong belief. About them, they can't get out of it when they're around you. It's the same as, like, you know, you go and visit your parents when you're in your 30s and 40s, and you end up feeling like a teenager or a child because they haven't seen you grow or they haven't accepted that you've grown. And it just becomes that loop of the not letting go and the not transforming, the not shifting into the new you that you get stuck back in the old pattern. When it becomes obvious, you know, that, wow, this isn't really working. I mean, that's what happened with my son, right? It was like, I'd be on the phone and and saying, oh, and he did this and he did that. And today wasn't really a good day. And, you know, and he'd be acting out all over the place. But when I stopped doing that, it
1: gave him permission to be something else. And more more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I think unhealthy attachments are powerful intentions. Mm -hmm. and might have the highest intention i mean if we're just speaking of our children i think really part it covers an awful lot of people bosses coworkers. you know if we have the intention to see them happy and then we're you know we're having a gnarly moment because they're not who we want them to be or how we want them to be it's an unhealthy attachment i want to say a disentanglement right? There's something about letting go. That's a disentanglement of the energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about some ways, some tools for letting go.
0: The one that we have talked about so often, it's, it's a process and it's not necessarily for everything, but the pono, that I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. And thank you is a way that if there is that entanglement, if there is that discrepancy in the relationship, it's not just somebody that just passed. It could be, but it it doesn't have to be confined to that, that that is is a way of owning, you know, it's a way of accountability of taking that. And it just provides a little bit more separation because Growth can't happen without some form of accountability if there is an issue, right? So if you can be more accountable through the ho'opono, it opens the door for relief or letting go. And then the other one that I use quite often with people too is the goodbye process. And I think we mentioned this early on in the seasons too, is that I say goodbye to it's a written or it's verbal or it's, you know, visual. But each goodbye is prefaced with, I say goodbye to. And the first part is anything that was negative in the relationship. As detailed as you want to make it, you know, however long that relationship was, or that event was, or whatever, I say goodbye to that. The second part is I say goodbye to all the positive that was in the relationship. The third part is I say goodbye to all the hopes and dreams that you've had, maybe as a child, if that was a parent that passed or any of that. And then the fourth piece is, I release you from my past, my present, and my future. There's really been a hard relationship, and you do not want to do this again with them. You can make it even more emphatic with, and I release you from all dimensions, in all genders, in all, in all areas in my future lifetimes. You can make it
1: more definitive. It sounds like it would go great with cord cutting to be doing that verbal process while you're cutting any cords you've noticed. Sounds very powerful. Yeah.
0: The cord cutting, I've had people that have said that they came back. And for what that says to me is that they're either not finished. They're not finished with the relationship or the event. And what is that about? More so than the other person is attaching. Like some people think that they are victim to the cord cutting and that other person just attached to me again where you're not taking accountability or responsibility for what you might have. But even if that relationship is that toxic, that sometimes your subconscious, the letting go doesn't want to because you, you're still getting something, you're getting mileage out of that relationship, mm-hmm. whether that's still talking about it or the fear of moving on or whatever that is. So those threads aside from the cord cutting need to be identified.
1: Right. One of the other techniques that I've used, um, especially with my teenagers when they were younger, I would have a chat with with their higher self. Mm -hmm. I I would go into the meditative space and see for my highest self if I could have a conversation. And most of the time, what was provided to me from their higher self was calm down they're on their journey everything's fine you know like breathe and it was more for me like it's not that I intervened on the higher level on their behavior I just got some information about it all being part of their growth whatever it was they were going through and I think that's that's a really important piece is to recognize that Even our children have their own sovereignty. That doesn't mean I'm all for letting them do whatever the heck they want at whatever age, but I mean, I'm still wanting to parent, right? I want people to parent their children, but the idea that they're sovereign beings means I can trust that they have a higher self and that they have a journey and that they're okay. That even if they fall down, Or it looks like a little train wreck is about to happen, that that might be part of what makes them who they need to be on the planet. And that broad view is very difficult, it would seem, for people to get.
0: Yes. You know, being a parent and watching your child struggle, but I find in working in family structures that those children, even more so today than 30 years ago, instead of their journey being more elongated, that place of even in utero you know in the womb state all the way up till 20 is such a huge place of setting the tone for the rest of their life their choices that they make physically emotionally spiritually all of that gets put in to that time period right you can advise you can let go of things you can like you said talk to their higher self But a lot of those times, you really have to accept that there's certain things that they do need to experience as hard as it is for you to watch.
1: The other thing about letting go that I've noticed in my own life is it's an intention I set. I have Mm -hmm. a great example. I had a, a work partner, someone I shared an office with, a very small little office, who was annoying to me. And they knew it, and they rather enjoyed that they were yes. annoying me. And so we had this ongoing, you know, the other people on the team said we were like siblings and we were always bickering. And And I really intended to let go, to disentangle, to have a healthy detachment from this person. And there was no moment that I could identify that it happened, but it happened. It happened. One day I was like, oh, oh yeah, I don't care you go ahead and be, be an ass, right? Be, be a jerk if you really want to, but I don't, I don't care anymore. Like it just, I detached other than intending it and kind of saying in my mind, whatever. Oh yeah. There he goes trying to get my goat again. Okay. Whatever, whatever. I'm not, it wasn't whatever. I hate you. It was really a gentle, kind, loving, whatever. Is it true? Always about letting go that there's an intentional piece, and then it just happens some in some moment no one's paying a lot of attention to? well we're evolving all the time, right? It could
0: have come in in a dream state that you don't even remember. It could have come in in a meditation that you don't didn't have attachment to what what was going on. We are guided by our innate wisdom. So if that was something that you were going to stay there, you weren't leaving the job, you had to put up with this your body might have just taken over and said i'm really done too bad you know i'm okay they're okay we're okay one of the things too that i learned in in my own experience and working is role playing as far as letting go like if you have somebody play that person you talk it through as if you know you speak your truth you talk it through as if you ask for what you want Feel, want, and willing is really good. I feel this way. What I want is this, but what I'm willing to do is that. That provides that space for letting go too. And it really does work because that's the magic of there's no time and space. Everything is all the same, right? Everything is all equal in that. That was my experience in the class. I worked with my mother in a role play with someone about babysitting. And when I got home four days later from being in the class, she was different. Now, how did that happen? Because I was different because I let go of whatever that was that I was holding on. So she didn't have that response to it anymore.
1: There's a little magic in there, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not quite 100% third dimensional for sure. That magic, sometimes that gets in people's way. They're like, well, I'm I'm trying to let go, but I, I don't know how. I'm trying to let go, but it's not happening. Well, it's like, just keep intending I made an altar recently for my daughter in our relationship, and it shifted everything. You know there's something very powerful about intention, and I think it it's the main key ingredient in letting go. holding on to it, the intention, mm-hmm. reminding yourself of that intention, you know when needed. And then it occurs. It occurs, like you said, maybe in a dream, maybe in a meditation, maybe just while you're sleeping. period. um it's pretty pretty interesting. Do you think that there's a reason to let go more now than, say, in the past? Is it more essential now? I believe so. It's more obvious
0: now. You know, I mean, maybe it was more essential for the last thousands of years <laughs> to learn how to let go, right? Because we have we're an accumulation of our history, our soul history. Letting go now feels like it's more in our face. Because if we are creators, and we are learning how to create and taking accountability for the life that we are creating, you have to make space. And you only make space by letting go, letting go of what doesn't serve you anymore, letting go of the old beliefs, letting go of the old karma, if you have it, letting go of timelines, we're all in the process of letting go. I mean, that's part of the washing clean of what we're seeing, aside from the fact of how people believe that the weather is being controlled, which it may or may not be. There's that letting go of a lot of water washing through the planet, you know, the earthquakes, the this or that. Yes, it's bringing severe devastation and death to people, but there is that letting go in some way that is trying to help us to see things differently wash things clean stir things up move things forward let things drop away you know it's all of that that is representative in our field that's around us on the earth itself do the evolves have anything to say about letting go well we can check that out i know that we've gone into the white space before but i think i will just go in and uh, give me a minute and see what they are doing about that okay So the first thing that they're showing me is there's a lot of grief. Like when I go into the white space, there's a lot of wailing that that's happening. And what they're saying is that any part of letting go has to always acknowledge grief, because the grief is that separation that humanity, as we hold on to as humans hold on to what they are so attached to, there will always be an element of grief, then followed by grief is relief. And so going through the process of what it means to be grieving that loss or that separation or that belief system that needs to detach feels like there, there needs to that needs to be honored because it is a loss. If you've been so connected or attached or believing that it has been so part of you, uh, that you've done this for, you know, five years, 20 years, that you've held on to this so tightly that in disengaging it, in extracting it, in moving it forward, there's always this little section of grieving. But there's also the the part of in the grieving of what it has done for you, what you have learned from holding on so tightly. What did you learn about you? What did you learn about the other? There's that magical piece of the grieving and the learning process That when you combine that, it's like the yin and the yang, when you see what you've held on to and what you've learned from it, and you honor and acknowledge that, and you also grieve the separation, then it takes into that big breath in of what it feels like to be relieved from it, to not have that attachment, to not have that groundedness in whatever you were believing or attached to, whether it's a relationship or anything else they see humanity, what they're saying is that that yin and yang needs to happen with every element of letting go. That it isn't just about, oh, I want to let go. There is a process that needs to be acknowledged so that the letting go has more meaning, has more possibility of happening. They're also addressing the chords. That it's not just the cords between the heart and heart or the cords between however you see the connection, it is also the cords on the spiritual level that you may have attached to that creates a triangle with the event or the person or the belief system, that there is a spiritual connection to that, that is most likely going to be a lesson or a past life or something that has influenced you to be brought into this situation presently anyhow. And so that cord is not just a person to person, it is also on the spiritual level to cut that cord, to have a deeper understanding and belief and knowing about where this relationship originated Most likely it will be a past life. Sometimes it is a future, but this is something that needs to be honored because the chords are not always between a one-to-one. It is a lot of times connected on the spiritual level of why that person or event is even happening in your life. And then they are showing me the ocean. And based on new information, which I believe that we have spoke about in the past and which is coming up more now, is that water itself is a relief valve, water itself through intention. If you intentionally create a body of water, if you intentionally drink water that is fused with the intention to let go, that it supports the physical body in doing that. So that is another tool in our perspective of how we let go is that acknowledging that the source of where water comes from, the oneness that water holds, the intentional spiritual level of what water holds is that you, if you infuse that into the water that you drink with the intention, it is much more powerful within the body when you take it in to help cut the cords, to help uh, relieve the fragmentation of whatever is going on that you're intentionally have already set in place the water itself helps both to soothe and to release and to let go on the physical karmic and cellular level so that is what they would say about letting go that it is a powerful lesson that it is one of the hardest things that they see humanity have to deal with. And yet it's essential for growth and evolution, especially in this time period in what we are in the great divide in letting go of what has not served us, not just generationally, but thousands of years of what has happened on this planet with people's choices is that this is the time period, this is the culmination, this is the eye of the storm in the letting go of all of that so that as we move through in the future, as we develop our future, as we become co-creators of everything that is on this planet in the future, that the past becomes really the past and it doesn't influence. We have no attachment to the past. We can move forward in a free and open and loving space. And their last symbol is they're giving the Merkaba for those that are familiar with it, for those that can travel in it, for those that believe in its dynamics of how it works to investigate that further and see what happens in the Merkaba and the using the Merkaba in a tool for letting go.
1: And they leave us in peace. Hmm. I love the idea of using the Merkaba as a tool to let go, as an intentional tool. Yeah, I'll have to
0: look at that because I'm, I mean, I'm familiar with it, but I have to, me personally, I have to take a look at how that reflects in the letting go. Is it the turning of it? Is it the working at, at this level and it's puzzle piecing? for me. They will drop something in like, okay, how about the Merkaba, And then they leave that for investigation. They're not going to give everything away because what point would that be? You're giving yourself up to listening to just one place. You know, like for me, it's the eval. So they
1: drop something in my lap and they let me figure it out. It strikes me that it's, it's the frequency of it. Like all the sacred geometries admit a frequency that's mm-hmm. super powerful it makes sense that the Merkaba would be the frequency that would aid in letting go check it out see what you think I, I would be very interested I will I have I have them all over the place I like trying to make them out of straws and mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean of all the sacred geometry they, they're the easiest ones to construct yes <laughs> that's kind of nice about them so do we have anything else for today Darlene any last things you want to say
0: I think we've done our deed for the day. I
1: think we have done our deed for today. I have some announcements as usual. You can contact Darlene at soulunion.com and you can contact me at livingwellbeing.net. The Cosmic Travelers have a live session on the third Sunday of each month. All people who attend participate in a guided interactive meditation directly with the Evolves. You can contact soulunion.com and Darlene to find out more about it. Sign up to get the link and pay for it. You can also submit your questions to soulunion.com. We have a Facebook group. The Cosmic Travelers are all chatting about different things that happen in our meditations. Very interesting. You can find it under Groups Facebook. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. You can see down below. We'll have information about that for you. We think that's it. Thank you, Darlene. Thank you, Evolves.
0: Great. Remember, you know more than you know.